This year's donations might go to, say, the geology department. Oh dear, not the dirt people. Geology is the study of pressure and time. That's all it takes, really. What kind of activity has turned the lake massive? Look, I'm just a geologist. I like rocks. I love rocks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Geology Flannel Cast. My name is Steve. Hey there, everybody. This is Chris. Howdy. Everyone, this is Jesse. Alive and well. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse had, had a little bit of a coughing fit right before he pressed the record <laughs> button. So I am also trying to bring the energy there for this episode. I love it. This is episode 100. We made it. 100 episodes. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys last week. Uh, I double counted one of our episodes. This is only 99. Oh, son of a- oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's 100. <laughs> <laughs> like well, you're like uh no I ain't got time we're, we're doing we're, we're, we're doing the 100th episode celebration now regardless, regardless. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter it's like if, didn't like didn't apple skip the iphone 9 they jumped right to iphone 10 or didn't there something like that i mean i feel like windows skips around or isn't like the new playstation i, I feel like they're all just all i feel like them. we're really making ourselves sound really old right now because yeah. of all the yeah. comparisons we're trying to make nintendo i remember my <laughs> abacus version 5.0 <laughs> okay. let's talk ti 89 back in my day <laughs> phone numbers had seven numbers well so, anyways thank you this, every uh, yeah, go ahead, oh gosh we're nailing it here we're just talking uh, over each other just i was just about to say if this is your first time ever tuning in go back and start with number one we'll wait if you like listening to podcasts with horrible audio quality you might just want to skip the first 35 yeah when, did, when, when was the reboot uh 39 something 40 there. no it was before anyways say numbers just just <laughs> thank you everyone for uniformitarianism all right back in april of 2020 April of 2020. That was the uh, the um, uh, not the isolation podcast. The uh, quarantine. The quarantine's kind of kicked this podcast off again. <laughs> what? No, we were really interested. We were, but it was just like we're all just kind of sitting around, nothing to do. We're like, hey, let's, hey, let's just reboot it. Anyways, thank you, it was, everybody. It was for- our fans. You know, the can, constant can, can- cries, the emails. The vigils outside my house. I mean, we just ha- we had to do it for our got fans. To, got to be too much. It did. The it was candle- just me. It was the- me with a, a, a boombox <laughs> and a candle. <laughs> Speaking of dated references, yeah, right. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in. You said it's episode one hundred. We're super stoked about this episode. But first, I'd just like to thank all of the all of the fans out there, all of our friends. Uh, we couldn't have done it without you. Thank you so much for for tuning in week after week. All the great comments everyone's been leaving and, you know, uh, just so thanks to everyone uh, that, uh, you know, for helping us get to this point, getting getting 100 episodes out the door. So. Yeah. And Chris did say our fans and our friends. And I, I really do like to think of our listeners as our friends, Absolutely. especially our, our patrons who we talk to every week. I mean, you know, like we legit get concerned when one of them's sick or when one of them's not there. It's like, I hope everything's okay. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go a step further, much like fast and the furious. They're all family to me. <laughs> huh? How's the fast yes. and furious family? I don't, well, that's the whole thing. They're not, they're family. They're family. You Come go on. back and watch the movies. We'll wait. Yeah. I just We're... saw a meme the other day. It was uh there, McGonagall a... wouldn't sign Harry Potter's form because he, she wasn't family. And there's uh, what's his name from Fast and Furious hanging out of his car window. I'll sign Harry's form. He's like family to me. I've been diesel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I, was good. It was a good meme. It gave me a chuckle. <laughs> I've never seen a Fast and Furious. Movie oh, gosh. Or well, a Harry Potter movie. Well, there's only nine and 11 of each. So, <laughs> yeah. Chris, let me teach you about koozies first. And then we'll, <laughs> and then we'll go into uh, iconic movies for the last decades. Uh, <laughs> What are we talking about today, Steve? Oh man, oh. today is a very impactful topic. Ooh. We're talking about the Chesapeake Bay impact structure, impact crater, impact structure, impact, impact event, impact. event site, boloid. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> uh, the Chesapeake Bay impact. Yeah, yeah. this is uh, 
this is a, a, a cool one. You know, a, a lot of people don't know about the, this, this impact event or this, this, this crater that's in the, in the United States. It's, um, it's you know, the, the largest in the United States. Yes. It it's sixth largest in the world. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Prove it. I mean, I'm not digging the holes to <laughs> figure these out, but I just, do you know, do you know what the largest is? I was just wondering that. No, I, I, I don't. Just, is it that big one up in Canada? The, um, uh, you can see from space. Yeah. Cause That's I mean, uh, the one, uh, in, in Mexico, Chicxulub that killed the dinosaurs <laughs> or whatnot. You, you yeah. see me blank that there. One. Uh, that uh, one. Really. <laughs> uh, 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 that's got to be up there because this this one is this one is smaller than that. Yes, smaller than that. Yeah. So uh, and, uh, uh, the, the largest one is uh, after a quick Google search here, uh, the Vredfort crater in South Africa. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, it's uh, t- hundred and sixty to three hundred kilometers across. Ooh. It was formed. And probably a couple billion years ago during a late heavy bombardment. Um, I don't know. I have to actually click on the link. Uh, calculated to be whoa, two billion years old. Yeah, plus, two billion. Plus, yeah, using my brain. Billion. Whoa, huh? you can see this one from space. Here, I'll send you guys a link. <laughs> Chicxulub is number two. Chicxulub is number two. Um, oh, Sudbury, which is also in Canada, is three. There's Papa Guy in Russia, which is four. And uh, I'm going to butcher this name, Manakugan, which is in Canada. That's the one I'm thinking of. That's if you look at Google Earth in nord- northern Quebec. They've mm-hmm. actually flooded part of the crater. It makes a big um, reservoir now. Oh, so is that how that? I didn't ah. know it was a reservoir. Yeah. And then <laughs> the yeah. Canyon of the Crescent Moon. Uh, Indiana Jones reference? It was. Thank you. That was, yeah. <laughs> that was good. Uh, yeah. Chesapeake Bay. What other craters? Can you guys name any other craters in the U.S.? The Behringer. Behringer. I've, I've got a few numbers to compare Chesapeake to Behringer because oh. I feel like people may have been to Behringer. Yeah. It is, it's a national. Is it a park or is it just a place people go? I thought it was just a place people go, but it might be i i feel like that's the one you see in textbooks and stuff because it's just kind of sitting out there in the desert i feel like i, I told Nash, someone natural landmark natural <clears throat> that's i consider a lot of things natural, natural landmarks. what is a natural landmark <laughs> i consider all landmarks all right, right? <laughs> logic, sure. i feel like one time i told someone they were like oh i'm going on a road trip and i was like oh like through arizona and whatnot out in southwest i was like Oh, oh, you got to check out, you know, Meteor Crater, the Barringer Crater. You got to go out. It would be awesome. You know, it's it's sweet. It's this impact event. And then later on, they, <clears throat> I was talking to him like, hey, thanks for making me drive uh, two hours out of my way to see a hole in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Are you not impressed? It was a big hole in the ground. Yeah. Like, no, that was, it was four hours of my life. I'm not going <laughs> to two hours there. <laughs> 10 minutes to look around uh, <laughs> and then two hours. Back. Yep. It's a hole. <laughs> so like, Moving well, on. <laughs> you're, you're just not looking in the right. You're not taking it in right here. Your perspective is way off because it's awesome. And Behringer, that's where like uh, some entrepreneur thought he was going to find deposits in the center of it. Didn't they drill yeah, holes and stuff? And Yeah. Looking for nickel and, and iron, I guess. Yeah. The guy went bankrupt. <laughs> yeah you can see like i think it's like the rig and stuff is still in there <clears throat> well i can name uh two other craters in the u.s there's uh the Wetumpka crater outside of montgomery alabama yeah. which is a cretaceous age crater that is your fa- favorite um, not my favorite but i mean i don't actually i don't have a favorite um what yeah i don't have a favorite crater. Yeah. I I, i'm not intimate enough with the craters to really have a favorite like you said, Jesse, they're just kind of holes in the ground. No, I didn't. I didn't. I'm going to be swimming in the Chesapeake Bay in two weeks. Nice. I'm going down. Yeah, I'm going down to spend a week down in Virginia. It's, it's the cleanest it's been in like 30 years. Yeah. Still still not super clean, though. No, I'm just saying. I'm always telling my kids not to drink it. Don't drink the water. <laughs> but it, it is kind of cool. Like 
I watch the weather and when, and we could sort of talk about this, I suppose, when I see there's storms in Pennsylvania, like a day later, it'll be cool. It'll be colder because all the rainwater is washed in. Mm. It's pretty neat. Pretty neat if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, what's your second one? You said you could name two. Oh, oh uh, Panther Mountain in the Catskills, New York. Oh. Do you know about oh. that? I, th- I feel like we talked about that. <laughs> we did talk about Panther Mountain. I think yeah. it was uh, Patreon brought it up, I think. Oh, it's like yeah. a, a, like kind of a mystery. This yeah. It's... Sound... I thought you were going to name the drainage pattern. Yeah. I thought you were going to name the the one in Iowa, uh, Manson. I did not know there was a crater in Iowa. Yeah. Pretty big one. Uh, almost just a little bit smaller than um, Chesapeake Bay. Wow. That is a big, big so crater. The second biggest in the U.S.? I guess so. It's got to be. Yeah. Looks that way. Wowzers. There's a lot here that I have never heard of. So I guess we could start off by uh, <laughs> here's a good point or a good you know, thing to start off our discussion with. It's tricky to find impact craters. And the more that geologists kind of dive into this field looking around, the, the more we're learning, the more we're finding out just how often Earth gets smacked by these these big rocks that leave these big holes in the ground. And it's, uh, it's, and the reason that we don't, they're not obvious is because we have, well, I mean, like, so you look at, you compare like the earth to, to Mars or the moon and those two objects, you know, Mars being a planet, you look at, it and it's just, it's, you know, there's craters all over at the moon. Um, there's Pockmarked. it's like a teenager yeah. in puberty. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. I mean, that's the mute, <laughs> late heavy bombardment was Earth as a teenager. There you go. See? It, Full circle. So the mo- main thing is that on Earth, <laughs> we have running water. And we got, um, we've actually, there's another, another uh, topic that we've, another theme that we've always, we've been touching on um, uh, periodically on the podcast here, but Mother Nature just wants everything to be flat. So if there's, if there's any big holes in the ground, she's going to want to fill it up as fast as she can. So the yeah. craters, after after the impact occurs, Mother Nature starts filling them up, and that's why there's it's it's it, a lot of these craters are buried, and they're not just like it's not like Barringer Crater um, in Arizona. So that's the, like the textbook crater. It's just you know just kind of sitting there. Yeah, they don't hole in the they ground. don't get any rain. That's a very good point too. It's a very arid environment out there. I, I say that often. The moon is really arid. I wish it would rain. <laughs> a giant desert up there, like it's <laughs> up there collecting dust. Yeah, right. Oh, can you imagine? Oh man, just get into everything. Yeah, it would, right? Um, yeah. So, it, it, like you said, it fills in the big crater, but it also erodes the big rim too. So, it, yeah, th- yeah, these things sure. will kick up rims that get eroded down, and then you're, you know, you have this flat surface. So, it it wasn't until the 2000s, right, that this was uh finally what? Yeah, the, it was uh the, the late 90s. 90s. Late 90s. Or Chesapeake Bay? So we're talking yeah. about Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cuz I think the, the big paper came out in 99. Yeah, it's that the, introduced the, it. <clears throat> it was drilling projects that really proved it, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was Yeah. And, but, and to to prove it, they have to drill down. And you're drilling down and drilling down. And some of these are pretty far, thousands of feet. 1.3 kilometers is the the that's how far down the bottom of the Chesapeake Bay crater is, but it's it looks like I mean I'm just trying to figure out this this um this image here this figure here, uh it looks like it's it's yeah hundreds of meters under under the surface of the Earth if not you know kilometer. Yeah, I mean, you you look at a map of the Chesapeake Bay today, and it's when you think of an impact. You think of like a circular structure, right? And you look at the Chesapeake Bay today and it's obviously you don't see that. It doesn't. And this was part of the problem with Chicxulub as well. Yeah. You, you don't see this structure stand out to you. Yeah, well, we can talk. 
there you can see a portion of the Chesapeake Bay impact crater from yeah, yeah. from space. But real fast before I forget, uh, I see it right here. The Ooh. looks like the Chesapeake Bay crater is buried three to five hundred meters under the oh. southern part of Chesapeake Bay. So yes, it's down but, there, ways. So there, so in the during this impact event, it hits bedrock, right? It's mm-hmm. limestone uh, underlain by like granite. So it obliterates everything, right? Just pulverizes it, throws it up in the air. Like everything's cats and dogs living together. Well, we got the other thing, you know, we should talk about too is let's let's, before we get into that, let's talk about set the stage for what, what the earth was like when this, uh, when this, this, um, uh, when, when, when this impact occurred. All right, it was so, around 5 p.m. It was a Sunday evening. We, we know the, the wind was coming time. out of the west. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so this this occurred, the Chesapeake Bay impact occurred about 35 million years ago during the Eocene epoch. So, and sea level was pretty high. So if- uh, How high was it? Well, it was actually further west than, uh, she's in like Washington, D.C., Philadelphia- um, it was, I mean, sea level is pretty high. The majority, uh, like all the major cities on the East coast of the U S would have been flooded out at that time. It's, it's pretty interesting because it pretty it's, much butts up against sea level went pretty close to being butted up against the Appalachian mountains. Right. So it was past the fall line. So, yes. you, you know, you, you often people who live on the East coast, you know, you may wonder why the heck do all these like winter storms or these storms follow the I-95 corridor? Well, I-95 basically follows the fall line because they don't want to keep going up up big hills and down big hills. Well, I-95 follows the fall line because that's where they built all the major cities. Well, that that on that the fall too. line. Yes, yes. That's the, the ships coming up from the ocean couldn't get past the fall line. Right. So, go, like, oh. so like, but like, there is an elevation change. So the weather pattern follows yeah. that as well, too. They're not, you know, th- there's nothing magical about I-95 that makes storms follow it. But according to this, the Eocene that shoreline actually went past that fall line and up, up further which is yeah. a huge you, you know you have to a lot of sea level rise for that you, you should probably say what the fall line is oh sorry the fall <laughs> they call it the fall line because that's basically the edge of the piedmont area like the, the foothills of the mountains and they call it the fall line because there's a lot of waterfalls yeah but it's you're, not you're, like Niagara Falls. Sometimes no. it's just like rapids. Slowly, yeah. Yeah, you go, you, yeah, you go from the Piedmont and there's crystalline a, there's, rock to a, yeah, a drop off to the coastal plain. Yeah, yeah, to unconsolidated sediments. So very low topography. And if you know, you can see it if if you're familiar with Philadelphia, you can see it in Philadelphia at East Falls. There used there to you be go. before they dammed up at the waterworks, the Schuylkill, there were rapids there. So it's not like a waterfalls but there's rapids no but 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 like chris said it made it hard for ships to transverse up any further but also that that drop in um that hydraulic drop allowed for a lot of dams to be built like jesse just said which allowed for a lot of industry to get started you know for instance even that the brandywine river which is a smaller river had something like a hundred dams between the atlantic ocean and that just sounds like chester county pennsylvania I think because there, point, there's so much drop in elevation, you basically could put a dam like every every half a mile and you could have yourself a mill, some sort of textile mill. Or, for instance, DuPont had, you know, a bunch of powder mills to make gunpowder. So you have all this industry there. So which then leads to cities, which then leads to population, which then leads to I-95, which then leads to storms following the highway. <laughs> but the storms aren't following the highway. The I know it was a following... joke. Yes, yes, it was a Jeez, joke. So mean. They're You're taking good. the most efficient route. <laughs> yeah, is yeah. never I ninety five. Almost so. never. No. <laughs> Today I drove all the way to the office, and uh, I pull in, and it's it's barbecue day. It was like welcome back to the office day. I brought burgers and d- buns and stuff. I even brought a Bluetooth speaker to listen to some tunes. Yeah, I forgot my computer. <laughs> <laughs> but on the way to the office i'm driving by 95 north and i'm like oh man look at those schmoes there's so much traffic 95 north and i get to the office i'm like oh my god i'm gonna have to turn around and sit now that traffic to go get my uh, computer 
I didn't. I just borrowed one, but still. Obviously not used to the commute yet for getting something essential like my laptop. Yeah. So we're getting any hoozy. Yeah. All right. So back to the chest. Okay. So we're 35 million years ago. Sea level is really high. A portion of, you know, what's the United States today is, is flooded out. And then boom, this big rock slams into the earth. Uh, we're looking at a, uh, they don't know if it's a comet or asteroid, but um, three to five kilometers in diameter. Now, is, is that why they call it a bolide? Because they don't know if it was a comet or an asteroid? I think so. Yeah. Just okay. That's factor. just like, a, yeah, something Move, hit us. Moving at close to 40,000 miles an hour. Yeah, it was, a, it's, uh, they, it's like Mach 50, I believe. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I, I see, uh, you know, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and uh, Richard Branson talking about going to space. Yeah. Go Mach 50 and then talk to me. <laughs> I'm not impressed until you can move. It bolide speeds. That's I'm just kidding. I'm, you know, going to space is impressive, but it's no Mach 50. It's not Mach 50. No. So, all right, this thing slams into Earth, and it was a marine impact. This is all shallow ocean at this point. So this is how fast this thing's going. So it goes through, it goes through whatever, you know, what, or the water column, and it smashes through the um, sedimentary layers sitting on top of the of crystalline bedrock, and then it eventually gets to, down to crystalline bedrock. That's a lot of power. That's like, that's pretty impressive. You know, the fact that it just, you know, boom, slams through all that rock. And then, like I said, gets down to that, that basement crystalline rock and starts, you know, melts, melts that a little bit. Um, but it was, I mean, it was just a super, super powerful impact. I'm sure. You know, and, uh, the, the, when you're dealing with these marine impacts, there's a tsunami that's associated with uh, these as well. I haven't heard anything about the, have you guys ever come across any information about any tsunamis associated with this? Tsunami impact? deposits? I, <clears throat> no, I because there, there's, there's a big uh, gap kind of in the rock record there because there's not much deposition. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, <laughs> so just reading up on this for the first time in a while, a bunch of the the sites I came across um, talking about it had mentioned uh, a tsunami. Okay. Which I I didn't realize. I I wasn't sure if it had one, which always sort of confused me because you think about like a tsunami deposits are one of the big things we find from Chicxulub. And you don't necessarily mm -hmm. see them as much here, but two of the two of the articles I read mentioned, and they, they think it was anywhere from a hundred to one hundred and fifty foot tsunami, which, wow. in the grand scheme of things, isn't yeah. isn't that big. No, for a uh, especially for an impact for an impact because you you figure Chicxulub again to compare it. Uh, yeah. I'm guessing the water depth was probably that shallow. You can That's, only be as deep as the water you're hitting yeah it, it would be interesting to to see a paleo shoreline to see how deep the water was um yeah so circling back to what chris said where it hit the crystalline bedrock and we were talking earlier about drilling you know we know a bunch of people who were out there drilling these holes to kind of prove this thing at where ground truth it figuring out how big it was and all that stuff and they're they're drilling and they're going through those uh, several hundred meters of, you know, newer stuff, the last 300 million years or 35 million years of sediment deposits, but then they're drilling and then they, you know, they're, they're seeing this breccia, this broken up carbonate rock and stuff like that and broken up crystal crystalline basement. And then they they'll drill through like 40 feet of granite and they'll be like, Oh, okay. I guess this is it. Like we're, we're done here. Like we we've hit the basement and then they'll bust through it. It's just a 40 foot, like tractor trailer sized chunk of granite. 
<laughs> yeah. And they, they would go through it and then they'd start seeing more breccia and more sediment. And like, it's just like these gigantic building size blocks of granite got just tossed around and thrown around. And, and the, the USGS actually like drilled through this stuff. And, you know, you think like, okay, well, you know, at what point do you pull the trigger and say, yeah, I guess we are in the basement because, you know, this, you know, these things are like 20 foot drill stems, 10 foot drill stems. Like, you know, you're going down over and over and over and over again. And then all you're seeing is the same rock over and over and over again. At what point do you figure like, okay, this must be basement. And it wasn't. (laughs) You start all over again, just start drilling again and again and again. So it's just really crazy like just the scale of it of how how big some of these you know strewn rocks were to actually drill through yeah it's it's just amazing the 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 force that's that's associated um with these impacts we said uh, you know three to five kilometer and diameter um uh you know uh, either asteroid or comet slams into earth going to mock 50 like that's yeah so you're talking three three to five kilometer big yeah but the crater is like 85 kilometers so what um there's well yeah the the, the crater the, the crater is always much bigger than the actual impact that yeah. um i think uh, when you when you shoot a bb into a piece of glass yeah. you know the bb is really small but the, the the hole in the glass is usually pretty big yeah, yeah we've we've all done this right the the yes the energy released it's very sort of simplified the kinetic energy is related to the mass times the velocity moving at forty thousand miles an hour it's big you know you're talking the the size the the best estimates using the crater is that it's um one billion metric tons Hmm. uh in mass so how many how many elephants is that yeah 1.2 billion so uh is that 1.2 times 10 to the ninth so i got that right no 120 million metric tons okay um so probably about 120 million elephants right or no less than that but yeah so you could figure out that you just multiply that times whatever an elephant is you divide by the elephants but you (laughs) times times the velocity to get your kinetic energy so you're gonna put a big hole in the ground and if you're really curious about this there are at least two or three different good websites out there where you can mess around with not only the velocity but the the angle at which it hits the earth like if it's just like a little glancing blow it, it can be less disastrous if it hits a square on it's pretty bad if you also what you hit are you hitting ocean first and then crystalline bedrock are you hitting sedimentary rock like all, all these they're, they're different simulation websites yeah and you can if you google if you look or if you have ever been to barringer crater if you type in meteor crater and take you out to arizona you can see a, the satellite image the hole in the ground it's, it's nearly a mile in diameter and um that object was about 30 meters in diameter. <laughs> so, uh, and, and less than a hundred thousand tons. So just, you know, just picture something orders of magnitude, larger and heavier traveling twice as fast. So with this, this would be a, uh, extinction level event. Um, c- correct. Yeah. We don't have one though. That was part of it. We, we okay. don't have a, there's no real ES at late Eocene extinction as far as I know. No, no, I'm just saying for humans, do you think humans would bite the dust? Ooh, that's a great question. I'm uh, sure we, we would handle it very poorly. <laughs> well, that there's, you know, we can't handle a sneeze. <laughs> I mean, what is it? 40% of our population probably lives within you know, mm-hmm. 300 miles of this. So, yeah. Yeah. So if you, uh, that's good, but we didn't actually, we never really said exactly where this is for like, especially for like there are international listeners. So we're basically to give you a sense, we're on the, obviously along the Atlantic coast here. Uh, and uh, we're about uh, a three hour drive from Washington, DC. Yeah. Just, uh, just, just outside of Norfolk, Virginia. If you know, cause if you're an international 
listener, you obviously know where Norfolk, Virginia is. <laughs> you probably don't. You're probably more familiar with Washington, D.C. Yeah. And it's about a three hour drive east of uh, southeast of Washington. Forget Norfolk, Virginia. Cape Charles on the eastern shore. There you go. Is where you want to. No, ba- basically that mouth of the Chesapeake Bay where the Chesapeake Bay enters the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. It right. It smack dab hit right there. So fun fact, uh, I did. I found one little blurb about tsunamis. I, there's really not that much about the tsunamis. For yeah. this thing. Uh, it looks like they the tsunamis crashed into the Blue Ridge Mountains, which also, you know, maybe there's not that much tsunami evidence on the East Coast because they really didn't have too far to go because the the, the coastline was so close to the Appalachians at this time. Mm. So it's just like, what are you going to do? You're going to run up against the Appalachians? Exactly. You're just lapping up against the mountains. Yeah, it's basically. Yeah. That's... I like, uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Uh, and uh, another fun fact, the the size of the crater is twice the size of the state of Rhode Island. So for the international viewers, or viewers, listeners, Rhode Island's the smallest state in the United States. I, 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 I do like we always use uh, Rhode Island as our scale. Like I can't picture Rhode Island in my head. No, I've, I've been there. I've 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 stayed there for a while. I've driven through it, both north and south and east and west. I've I've traversed. And, and it's I- such a what I'm saying is I know Rhode Island. What it's I a crappy think- scale too because the second largest state is Delaware, and I th- I want to say Delaware is like twice as big as Rhode Island. <laughs> I do want to call Rhode Island little roadie. That's what I refer to it as. Uh, I always struggle with it because I never know how to spell it. It's got an H in there. And- yeah. So, okay, here's where we go. <laughs> I, got a, I got a good comparison here, okay? Uh, the country of Luxembourg is 998 square miles. Rhode Island is 1,214 square miles. Oh, so all right. Rhode so Island. it's roughly twice the size of Luxembourg. No, 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 no. Just a little bit larger. It's Luxembourg's 900. No, the crater. 1,000. Oh, oh. Yeah. So what'd you say then? The crater is about twice the size of Luxembourg. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got to start using Luxembourg and Luxembourg <laughs> and elephants as scales. One for One for area, one for mass. There you go. Yeah. Or we could we could compare it to um, Vatican City, which is the smallest country, right? Yeah. Oh, Vatican City is only 109 acres. Jeez, oh me, it's really small. Yeah, it's very tiny. All right, so twice the size of Luxembourg. That's how big this crater is. Uh, so we talked about you know some of these really big craters you can see from you can see from space and you can't really see the Chesapeake Bay impact crater from space with the exception of the coastline. So, um, all right. So the, there, we talked about how the, uh, it's called Cape Charles extends over the, uh, over where the, uh, the, the crater is, but along for uh, the state of Virginia, there's uh, the barrier islands that go down the coast there. There's some barrier, uh, it's like two or three. Let me look at the map real fast. But the barrier islands actually hug the inner rim of the crater. And they're, from what I've been told, they're, they're kind of pinned on the, um, on the inner rim of the crater. If you look at the way that they're lined up, it's kind of like this like uh, curvilinear shape that they're in. And they're just kind of tucked up there on, the, uh, on that inner rim of the, of the crater. Yeah, you other- also have some other geomorphic features. The, was it the Rappahannock? York and the James River, yeah, all well, kind of flow into the Chesapeake Bay. But right before they get to the bay, they kind of take a little dog leg. Yeah, and they're they're yeah. inferring that that dog leg is based on the rim of the crater. Yeah, yeah. So the other thing is the chess, like we said, the Chesapeake Bay was not was not there thirty five million years ago. The Chesapeake Bay has formed since since sea level sea level's been rising since the end of the last ice age. Well, yeah, first first sea level is really high. Yeah. Then it then it dropped down really low. Uh, I'm sure it, it rose and fall multiple times between now and yeah, the east. It's, but it's, but yes, <laughs> yes, uh, a little bit. Yeah, but eighteen thousand years ago, sea level was way out, right on the con- edge of the continental shelf. There. Yeah. And so, uh, 
it's believed that this, where the crater was, where the Chesapeake Bay crater was, there was a bit of a, a, a little bit of a depression, a little bit of lower lying topography. And that's where the, the uh, rivers kind of, um, uh, what's that called when they, when they come together, um, coalesced, converge, converge. Yeah. 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 Um, and so they think that the, um, that might've, you know, been related to the Chesapeake Bay impact crater and then how the Chesapeake Bay formed, it's what's known as a, a drowned river valley. So when sea level is really low, the rivers were kind of incising and cutting down, basically kind of creating a canyon. And when sea level comes up, it floods out that canyon, that that valley. And that's what the that's how you get the uh, the the shape of the Chesapeake Bay. So Chesapeake Bay was kind of formed from the uh, from that that crater. The well, as we learned from last week's episode. The river valley was always there from the good old Susquehanna. Oh, yeah, with the Susquehanna. Yeah, yeah the really yeah. old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Susquehanna, I like how the Susquehanna gets hit with the largest impact crater in the United States and it's just like, Psh, come at me, bro. Just gonna keep I'm just going to keep going. Been here, done that. <laughs> it's not so much of a river as an institution at this point, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, one thing about the crater itself is that it's a complex crater. Oh, good point. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. So, so it's not like it doesn't look like Behringer. Like it's not this bowl, perfect bowl shape. Yeah. And if, if you look at the moon, you can see like the perfect circular craters. But then you can also look at some of them and you'll see they're they're circular, but they'll have a, a center plateau or ridge. Which yeah, is like a, a pillar kind of coming up. Coming and, and up. A, yeah, and that would be considered. A, and um, I think that forms from melted. Basically, a lot of stuff gets melted with this, uh, with, with these impact craters. And it's just kind of this like bouncing effect. Yeah. Of, like molten, to, to make this very simple, <laughs> a very simple yeah. explanation. You get this like uh, this almost like this molten bouncing effect. And that's what causes that little that it, pillar in the. The next time you like you have water or something, you, you can drop a pebble into it. When you drop the pebble and it creates a ripple, but the water in the center where you drop it sometimes rebounds back up. And that's what you're seeing essentially here. Is- yeah. And when that's molten rock, sometimes it freezes. Yeah. And <laughs> the other thing with the complex craters, they have an inner rim and an outer rim. Yep. So makes it all double whammy. Complex. Yeah. But it also, you know, again, it makes it harder to identify. I- imagine doing like a, a seismic profile across this and be like what the freak is going on here well that's what they were saying for years when they were finding this stuff like on under you know when they were drilling uh doing uh basically uh trying to learn about uh the the different aquifers in the area groundwater yeah. exploration what, what are all these listric faults and like, yeah salts everywhere in that area it's not i want to say in the early in like the 70s before there was a moratorium on it there was a lot of exploration for oil and gas on the Atlantic coast because there was a brief period where they were looking for oil and gas before um, sort of nixed that idea where they, where they could see, yeah, the, the faulting because on the rims, on the outer rims, you just have the blocks of rocks that are slumping into the crater itself. Yeah. So I, I use the term listric fault. It, that's exactly what Jesse just described. They kind of the whole block just kind of slumps down, and it's it's associated with normal faulting because basically you created all this accommodation space from blowing a giant hole in the earth, and then the stuff on the edge yeah. doesn't really have much more pressure holding it in anymore, so it just kind of slumps down. And like and like Chris said in the beginning, like these blocks of material that are falling in are, are the size of tractor trailers and houses, like huge blocks. Yeah. No, no joke. Yeah. So th- these, these, you know, obviously if it was a simple, just the bowl shaped crater, you know, who knows, they may have found it in the seventies, but because it's so complex and because you have all this stuff going on and, and whenever you see a, a, a cross section of the crater, yeah, it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I can see. But imagine coming at it from all different kinds of angles and not, not having a complete picture. Cause 
you know, you may be on the Maryland survey on one side of the Chesapeake Bay or, you know, the Virginia survey on the other side of Chesapeake Bay. And if you're not talking to each other about exactly what you're looking at, that's why it took 40 years to figure out what the heck was going on. So uh, I one of the ways, so I guess we can go into like how, how geologists found out or, you know, discovered this crater. And like, like Steve said, um, you know, the, the oil companies have been doing seismic in this area for, for years when they were looking for oil off the East coast of the U S but the thing that really kind of uh, that allowed for this crater to be discovered was uh, different governmental groups drilling in the area to learn more about the groundwater in the subsurface. And while they're like, like Steve, I think Steve pretty much, I'm just going to kind of just summarize what Steve said about 15 minutes ago, but they were finding all this weird stuff. Like he said, they were, they were going through like blocks of granite. They thought they were in, in the basement and then, well, actually we're not. And it's like all weird. And they, and so all this material, it's, it was this, um, called like impact breaches, but it's just, it's just like, it's like this like mix of all the crap that kind of fell back into the, the crater after, after the impact, it's like really poorly sorted stuff. And it's just like, it's a little bit of everything. It's kind of some, some wild, um, wild geology going on in the actual like fill stuff of the, of the crater there. And interesting fact about, uh, the groundwater down there inside the actual crater, the groundwater is much saltier than the ocean water. And so that's actually a big concern in terms of just managing aquifers because the, the aquifer that's above it's uh, that that's used for water, for, for potable water, for water consumption is sitting on top of this crater. And so there's a, there's a big fear about, you know, uh, mixing, getting, getting the, uh, the, the aquifer that's above this, that's being used for, you know, for human consumption, uh, getting that mixed with the salt water, that the very, very salty water below inside the crater. And then you, you know, you could ruin your aquifer if it gets if it gets you, too salty. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. Do you know about this this salty water that's trapped in there? A little bit. What do you want? Do you want to? I just that it's just from what I'm reading, or like you know what I. It's really old. Yeah, and it's like the remnants from the from the from the evaporation that occurred with the. Uh, oh no! So I, I I saw this study um by the USGS folks that that did the impact i guess in this is a couple of years this is 2013 they found this pocket of of super salty water okay. and what they think it was um was was sort of infiltrating groundwater uh, salt water from from the marine w when uh sea level was up or whatever um so it was old to begin with when the impact occurred and because of all the faults and whatnot, it, it didn't have an outlet. It just got trapped. And so they, they looked at the chemistry of it and they, they think it's actually older than the impact. Oh, cool. It's, it's back early Cretaceous, actually. They think it's anywhere from 100 to 150 million years old. So, so, let me, let me so was it like trapped in the Potomac when it got hit? Yeah, it was. It was. It was, under, it was underground. Right? It, it was, was underground. underground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How cool was that? And then it just it got got trapped even further. Yeah. So it was a article. It was a. It was an article in Nature from 2013. Um, yeah, and like Chris was saying, the breccia. Just imagine like a, a a pile of broken rocks. There's a lot of connectivity. Like the water from one side can get to the other side real easy. So if all of a sudden that super salty water gets to where your fresh nice drinking water is there, there's now you know no holds barred just all that salty water is going to go into your fresh water and then yeah. you know everybody's buying avion yeah and then so it's it's that breccia and then also there's did you mention that did you say the faults too jesse did i did not the, well okay so the faults are also conduits for for the groundwater to move around through as well yes yeah there's a lot of ways the groundwater can move around in this, in this area. Isn't it mind blowing though, about the old water? Like who, who thinks of that stuff? <laughs> Someone did. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. So, um, 
they call the the breccia that makes up the crater fill uh it's the exmoor breccia uh exmoor is is i think exmoor is one of the islands there in the uh and, and it the was the name Bay. of one of the drilling Drill locations yeah. yeah oh okay, okay. yeah it's yeah when we got airville is one of the big ones that's where they really is a drill site and there's just towns down there where they have the drill site um when i drive down there we go down the eastern shore and um <clears throat> we pass all these towns i'm like exmoor there's a there's a hole drilled there there's a hole drilled there <laughs> and your whole family's rolling their eyes yeah no one is impressed <laughs> like do you understand oh. this was a big deal so I'm looking at uh, so back to the tsunami thing, right? Because I can't drop this. It looks like no, I'm reading. It says the coastal geologist. I, Carry on. <laughs> I'm reading something here that says the uh, the after the impact, there could have been a tsunami 1,500 feet high. Whoa! Which is like crazy. And an order of magnitude higher than what Jesse said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was there a zero that you're missing when you said I was, that? It, well, it said 15 stories. But yeah, so that's yeah, that's like that's 150, 150 yeah. feet. Yeah, yeah. But um, but I don't know about that. That sounds that sounds a little high to me. Uh I mean maybe because lo- I don't locally because think- the surface water tension and the physics and all that stuff that that's a pretty high number to get to. Yeah. Because what are? Yeah. I'm no physicist. Uh, yeah. Or a mathematician. Well, See, because I'm. Some of the stuff I'm looking up for the Chicxulub tsunami. That just this is just the first thing that pops up. Says that was a hundred meters tall. So while while he looks that up, <laughs> I mean we're not going to find an answer for this. It's just you know I, I think that's fifteen hundred. Not, not with that kind of attitude. Come that on, sounds, man. That sounds too high to me. Now they didn't find. So with this impact, I, I may be wrong here. They didn't find any, um, or did they find stichovite? I know they found yeah. coesite, which is like similar to high pressure quartz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about shock quartz for a second. Yeah. And what what exactly that means? So there's all these different there. Uh, there's different uh varieties of quartz uh that form from uh basically it it only forms from from impact events and they call this shocked quartz yeah that's the only time you can have those temperature pressure conditions yeah yeah on the planet exactly and so that's one of the there's a couple different things you can look for for like you know proof for the um for that there was an impact in that in that location and it's it's a shock quartz, and then you can also find things called tectites. And tectites are basically it's just molten material that gets ejected up uh, following the impact, and then it cools into cools back into a rock as it's coming back down into raining Earth. back down. Yeah, sometimes so these instead tectites, of instead of hail, it's rocks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And sometimes these tectites can actually leave the atmosphere and then re-enter. So it's like. A double whammy. I think that was one of the things with I don't know about the Chesapeake Bay, but I, I obviously uh, Chicxulub is the one that uh, you know that the most studied crater that you know on Earth. And there's some people been trying to. There's actually an episode of Radio Lab. This is where I, I, I learned about this from. It was great, great episode. They were talking about. There's uh, another podcast. There's, no, we were the only one. Sorry. They're talking about how this material after the Chicxulub impact hit. You know all this all this molten material which were the tectites shot out and it actually left the earth's atmosphere and then it re-entered and it caused a ton of, of heat from the stuff from the stuff re-entering. And I think one of the ways that uh, it that killed off the dinosaurs was that just this heat started radiating down from up in the, up in the atmosphere where these, these tectites were burning up. So it was like a second re-entry and some, uh, this episode was saying that it basically became as some parts of the earth became as hot as a pizza oven. Oof. Yeah. Chris, I do like that you went off our perfectly formatted outline 
Oh. However, I think now would be a good time to talk about our sponsor, the Formatting Formula. <laughs> so we would like to thank our sponsor, the Formatting Formula, formattingformula.com or YouTube forward slash C forward slash Formatting Formula for all of your Word document formatting needs. Anything from your master's thesis, perhaps your PhD dissertation. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you just need to write a letter to your mom and you want it to look good. Um, formatting formula. Be a they, heck of a letter to the mom, by the way. Hey, I don't know. <laughs> Dearest uh, mother. Exactly. How art thou? <laughs> well, at, at work, they just changed all the formats of our letters and stuff. Like the, the date is kind of in the center now, like an old timey letter again. I, I don't know. So, uh, but I went with the formatting form. I said, it, it, does this even seem right? Is this an error? Like, they're like, nope, that's, that's how stuff used to be formatted. And I guess they're going back to that format. And so, but yeah, uh, if you, if you want to, if you have a, a huge project and you want them to help you out, please check them out at formattingformula.com. Or if you want to just you know, you have some little thing that you think you can figure out yourself, but you're just on the cusp of it. Check out their YouTube videos. They're really, really helpful and informative and they go at a nice pace. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a bit dim witted. So sometimes I have to pause it, but I just pause it, try it, hit play again. And then I figure it out. And, um, but they're not too quick. They're not too fast. Um, so check them out formattingformula.com or YouTube forward slash C forward slash formatting formula. But most importantly, subscribe to them. You know, they're helping us out. We'll, we'll help them out. And yeah. make sure you say the geology final cast. Eh? All right. Well, thank you, Steve, for, for taking care of that and paying the bills there. Yeah, no problem. Um, okay. So we're shock courts is where we left off, right? Yeah. All right. So Jesse was asking, did they, I know they, they, they found shock courts in the area, um, but he was asking, do they find coasite or schistovite? Stishovite. Stishovite. I never pronounced that right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But just real quick, they did find shock quartz, uh, as far, at least at Temple University, people have found shock quartz in New Jersey from the Chicxulub impact. Not from, not from Chesapeake Bay. This is obviously like 30 million years older. But yeah, yeah people have found shock quartz as far away as New Jersey. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Okay. okay. Wow. Wow. Um, But again, maybe it goes back to that. You know, you don't really see a lot of tsunami deposits. You don't really see a lot of coazite or stishovite because there's just not a lot of those deposits left. Yeah. um, Because of the depositional environment that that, uh, immediately happened after it. You know, a lot of stuff just got eroded away. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I I don't really know too much about. I if I know I yeah that's the I basically the only thing I know about the shock quartz is that's pretty much like that's your smoking gun right there because the only thing on Earth that can that can form that shock quartz is is an impact crater like volcanic eruptions can't you know ha, you know how how do you know this thing isn't just like a um you know, a cold air or something or like that. Bulky, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bulky and it's, it, they're yeah. just, but that wouldn't create the amount of pressure that you'd see from an impact. I wonder if that. they can create that in a lab now. Probably. Right. Yeah. I would. You imagine. need uh where I see it forms from, uh, where did I, the heck did I see this? Uh, two to three gigapascals of pressure. Yeah. So like when you hold in a sneeze, <laughs> got some monster sneezes man she's a these i just saw jesse sneeze thank you for muting your mic good job yeah <laughs> god bless you shock quartz spitting <laughs> out of his nose <laughs> so if you find any shock quartz around that's what um that's where um that that came from you know an impact. and just you know you, you're not you, you can't just find shock quartz around you have to identify it microscopically there's no yeah, really yeah, yeah. way to say like oh look at this this is some shock quartz right here at least not to my knowledge every time you know all, all the times i've seen it identified has been in thin section basically you cut the rock 
glue it to a piece of glass, shave it down real thin, and then shine light through it to see what happens. <laughs> hey, here's a, a fun little uh, thing right here. Um, Jesse, looks like your PhD advisor was finding shock quartz. He's on a publication where he was finding shock quartz. He did, yeah. In Atlantic City, is that the one? It was, I think, the Atlantic City core hole, or was it the Chesapeake? Uh, I'm just looking at the re- the reference here. I don't see <laughs> where it came from. Um, how old was anyways. it? The paper? No, the shock quartz. Was it 65 million or 35 million? No, they're saying it's from it's from the uh, Chesapeake Bay. Infantry. Oh, okay, right. thirty-five. Yeah, thirty-five. Yeah. Hmm. I thought you meant how old's the paper? Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Two thousand nine, actually. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that's. Oh, one other thing uh, is that there's some speculation. I guess that's the, a good way to phrase it. That um, I like when we speculate. This portion of the United States has the second fastest relative sea level rise in the country. So the first is like New Orleans, right? This this area is like number New Orleans is like uh, off the top of my head, like a centimeter a year. All right. Relative sea level rise, which is pretty fast. Uh, This area of like the the southern, um, we call it the Delmarva Peninsula. And for those of you that are outside of the East Coast of the U.S., Delmarva, it's it's a that name comes from it's it's a, it's a peninsula that's that has there's three states in it there's Delaware there's Maryland and, and Virginia so they say Delmarva. Um, so there's uh, what was I saying? I just lost my train of thought. Uh, sea level rise. Sea level rise. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. uh, sea level rise there is like five. I, I think like a half a half a centimeter a year or something like that. And uh, so part of the speculate and there there's there's reasons why that it's uh you know you're getting a lot of subsidence in this area and part of it is, is uh speculation that the subsidence some of the subsidence might be linked to the, the crater as well basically the specifically the um that that breccia kind of settling over time and the overlying land is subsiding so Sea level rise, fun stuff. All these fun things to watch out for. All yeah, right. but Any- yeah, it, it affected, you know, the like Chris said, groundwater deposits, um, structures. It it essentially created the Chesapeake Bay because that breccia ended up being a uh, a, a area of depression because it, it wasn't very sorted very well. So then things kind of settled down a little bit, which then made it a low lying area, which made all the rivers run towards it. And like you said, with the buried river Valley and stuff. So this Chesapeake Bay impact really, uh, really did have an impact on our lives. Uh, Mm -hmm. I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, We could talk about impact assaults if you want, Jesse, but no, that's best. (laughs) It's best. We don't. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Anything else? I, we pretty much covered a lot of the, a lot of the basics there with the, um, Chesapeake Bay impact. Yeah. If, yeah, if you listeners good. out there have any, um, other impact related topics, send us an email, geologyflannelcast.com. Let us know, drop us a line. You could, you could also help us out and support us and become a Patreon. If you're at the, was it topaz level? You can request the topic. Yeah, topaz level. You can request the topic. Yeah, so we'll do a whole episode devoted to you. Your topic, maybe not topic. You. We're not going <laughs> to do like an A and E biography episode of you. <laughs> thirty for thirty on Bill Smith. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know if they do A and E biography. That's just, I really dated myself. You like, really? I was like, my, I don't even know if that's a channel anymore. Yeah, my grand. <laughs> I remember when I was a little kid. My grandparents loved watching that. Yeah, that was, so, it, was, it was a good one. Yeah. Um, so anyways, once again, I just uh, special thanks to all of our all of our friends out there that have supported the podcast for 100 episodes. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. All of our Patreon friends hanging out today. We got a we got a good number of people hanging out in the uh, on the Patreon um, hangout today. So um, 
thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. We couldn't have done it without you. We are super, super grateful. And thank you very much for letting us, letting us do this. And we've, geez, we've had a blast doing this now since when did we start this 2014? Obviously like there was a little bit of a hiatus there, but (laughs) we did start January 17th of 2014. Wow. Wow. Look at that. Seven years in the making. Yeah. We had a a brief four-year gap. Chris was lost in the Amazon. I I made it out. And didn't I clean up nice too? Yeah. (laughs) Or what was I? Or, or we, we kept recording. We just forgot to hit the record button. <laughs> Some podcasting gold there that was missed. Someone deleted all of the episodes that we uploaded, and it was just yeah. There's, a, there's an uncon- a geology flannel cast unconformity out there. But yeah, I don't I don't even know if there is a, a hundred year gift. You know, like your golden anniversary is is your fiftieth. Well, I mean, Al Roker used to say your name on the Today Show. Like, Ooh, yeah, but yeah. hundred years old. Maybe we could get Al Roker to. Mention the geology flannel cast. How, how cool would that be? <laughs> if you know Al Roker and you're yeah. listening to this or podcast, Al, if you're listening, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I know you are, he's a good friend of the podcast. So, anywho, yeah, thanks everyone. This is pretty cool. 100 episodes. Yeah, yeah. Can't, believe, can't believe we got 100 of these things. <laughs> I remember when we got this thing together, we were sitting at a, a local watering hole years ago and we were talking we we're having a geology discussion and i was like guys why don't we just record these <laughs> and everyone's like yeah sure we'll see what happens sure enough we've recorded 100 of them here we are here yep. we are <laughs> people people have listened to about 20 of them so <laughs> i'm just kidding that's, how that's many how many downloads right. are we up to chris mm. we over two hundred thousand yet oh yeah yeah um, I don't know. Stall. Quarter of a mil. Stall. <laughs> um, Anyhow. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's all semantics. It doesn't matter. As long as the you're listening right now, you're enjoying this. Exactly. Um, yeah. That's you, all that You've matters. obviously joined us in July, like we asked you to last month. 282,000. <laughs> Over a quarter of a million downloads. Look at that. Look at that. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. And we get about um, a, a, a dollar each per download. So if we got a dollar each per download, <laughs> could you imagine? I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> We'd be driving a Lambo right now. <laughs> uh, and that's all you'd be doing. You know, you wouldn't be able to afford the oil change. I wouldn't afford that. the insurance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so if you, if you're enjoying the geology flannel cast and, and you want to help out, uh, you, we have a, a Patreon website, a couple of different tiers. Um, cheapest tier starts off at $2 a month. And we just, uh, just kind of upgraded a little bit. So if you do the, uh, the $2 a month, called, you're called a, a TALC member there. Uh, we'll give everyone, uh, once a month or so, we'll give, you, we'll give you some of the videos. I'll give you a video that, um, that we uh, have, up, you know, some of the extra material that we have. So yeah. there's Chris an takes his cool. shirt off. It's pretty cool. It's, it's really cool, actually. <laughs> um, but if you become a quartz member, Jesse takes the shirt off for you. And yeah. <laughs> no, actually, yeah, you have to upgrade to make me keep my shirt on. <laughs> we we send you hostage videos, <laughs> Jesse with a shirt off. Anyways, we've and then for Topaz tiers. members, I take my shirt off. There you go. <laughs> several different tiers. We have extra uh, final cast videos and stuff like that up on the Patreon site. Uh, we have hangouts every day or every day, every, before every, every, just every hanging out all, all the time. It's my full-time job, just professional hanger outer. I just leave the camera on and you get yeah. what you get and you don't get upset. We're really turning the geology flannel cast into like the Truman show. There you go. It's, you can watch me go to the grocery store. Nobody wants to watch that. I, right. I, would, I would love to, I would love to, as long as I can like, I'd be like, what are you buying that for? Yo, oh, man. It's on sale. That you would know how be much me. sodium's in that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, I kind of want you to do that next time you go shopping. Yeah, right? Yeah. I'm the yes. worst at grocery shopping, Jesse. I think you would have a heart attack if you saw me grocery shopping. Go down no, every aisle would, looking at stuff buying... like, mm, I'm hungry. Yeah, cheese eggs sound good. <laughs> no, I'd be like, go get Triscuits and canned cheese. <sighs> 
They stopped making uh, rye and caraway triscuits. Oh, they were the best. And my father-in-law is really upset about it. Yeah. So if anybody wow. has a stash of them, wants to send them the geology flannel cast away. I'm glad me and your father-in-law have the same taste. <laughs> yeah, right. Good to know I'm a retiree aged. Yeah. You can now here. move to Florida too. Yeah. So. So anyways, other things that you can do for the <laughs> other than send us triscuits, other than send us triscuits is uh, I can't think of a better way, a better beverage to eat your triscuits with than coffee. And Ooh. we have coffee mugs, geology flannel cast coffee mugs on our website. You can order them. Uh, and that it helps does, us out a little bit. It does make your coffee takes 20% better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's proven. It really, really does. Yeah. Um, t-shirts, hoodies, all that stuff's up there too. So, uh, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That concludes episode 100. Thanks to everyone once again. And uh, we'll see you guys next week for episode 101. What should we see talk you. about next week? We'll figure something out. We will. It'll be excellent. Of course it will. Excellence here at the Geology Final Cast. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Thanks for hanging out. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye-bye. Woo. Bye. Thanks for stopping. Bye.